0: Hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Today is Friday, and it's our Fat Loss Friday. By the way, how did you like the episode yesterday about night foods, about night food ice cream? Ice cream created to be sleep-friendly. Have you tried it yet? Are you gonna? Uh, Let me know uh, how it goes, and most importantly, how your sleep After eating that ice cream, if you're an ice cream person, of course, I'm not that much. So I probably won't be eating that ice cream a lot, but let me know how it goes. Because ice cream, as any food, should not only taste good, but also should be good for us. Don't you think so? So back to our fat loss Friday. Because of our episode on intermittent fasting and because of all the information I posted about intermittent fasting on all the social media, I was asked a few questions. And I actually was asked to give more information on intermittent fasting fat loss. Because a lot of people are getting results with intermittent fasting when it comes to fat loss, weight loss. But a lot of people also don't and they can't figure out what it is they're doing wrong, or maybe it just doesn't work for them. So today we will talk about two specific ways of weight loss or fat loss on uh, doing intermittent fasting. But before that, cool food fact of the day. Reading from Business Insider, Malaysia edition. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is investing millions of dollars in new strategies to create consumable gut microbe Therapies that could change the way our stomach process food. The hope is that new probiotics, which would be far more complex and micro rich than yogurt or fermented food, will help both undernourished and obese children live healthier lives. Bill Gates, who has been investing in this kind of microbial ther- biotherapy for about 10 years, predicted that we will get a breakthrough in nutrition in the coming decade. And guys, nutrition is comparatively young science, and that's why you see a lot of controversial information, that's why it seems like nobody really knows a lot, because nutrition is not that uh, easy to study. It's not like physics, you know, where most systems are not that easy or often to change as human body or um, any kind of biological organism. And it also a little bit difficult because each of us is an individual and we have different microbiomes or different gut bugs in our gut. We have different genetics. We live in different environments. We have accumulated different health and diet history. And all of that makes it a little bit difficult to find that one approach that will work for everyone to at least um, improve health and decrease nutrition-related diseases. And as far as I'm concerned, guys, and more and more research confirms that, Almost any disease relates to nutrition in some way or the other because, after all, we are made of what we eat. And if we eat crap or we don't give our body what it needs to function, then we get some negative feedback or negative results or some diseases. And in some cases, it's really severe, like those children, uh, you know, in uh, developing countries, they do not get the nutrition they need some essential uh, micronutrients and vitamins like iodine, for example, iodine or zinc or magnesium that are essential for uh, our development and our function. And then they just don't develop the way they're supposed to, uh, either in their mental abilities or their physical abilities. And then uh, if you don't get some vital nutrition in your younger years, while in that crucial moment of development, then it's almost impossible to correct it later in life. It's like, you know, if during pregnancy, some women have really crappy diet and they don't get the nutrients that are needed to develop the fetus, the um, child the pro- in a proper way, then later in their life, they're going to have problems. And a lot of times it can be fixed. It's just done after this developmental uh, stage. And that's why I believe what Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation does, uh, trying to eliminate that disadvantage that kids in developing countries get by not eating um, proper nutritious foods. (sighs) That's really important work. That's a cool food fact of the day to think about. And back to our fat loss Friday. Sometimes it seems like a little bit vanity, right? Some children in developing countries die from undernutrition or uh, really suffer a lot through throughout their whole life and we are talking about weight loss and weight loss a lot of times uh, caused by our inability to simply design our daily meals not because we cannot or we are not capable but because we are lazy for one reason or the other either we don't have time or we think we don't have time or for some other reason or we just eat too much and I guess that's That's just the way it is in countries where we all live, where we can afford more than we consume. And a lot of times that causes a lot of choice. That that is not necessarily always better. We cannot always make proper choices when we are surrounded by too many of them. Anyway, back to our Fat Loss Friday and intermittent Fasting. So two ways to lose fat with intermittent fasting. Two proven ways, not just guessing, but actually these strategies are based on the best information on the internet from people who actually got results from intermittent fasting. And intermittent fasting is not some uh, miracle that will make your body lose fat. No, there are still rules, and your body is still, and you will not still lose fat or lose weight if you just eat as much as you want, as much as you want crap, and then you expect to lose weight. No, intermittent fasting is not the way to um, be healthy and lose weight eating whatever you want uh, in other times. No, it's a way to make it easier for yourself to control, to design your meal plans. So it's easier for you to wrap your head around losing weight and losing fat. And again, there are so many ways you can do intermittent fasting uh, and none, not all of them work. So here are a couple of ways that are proven to work. So first one is one day a week fasting. And if you do it correctly you can lose 10-12 pounds on average being an active average relatively healthy person in 12 weeks so 10-12 pounds in 12 weeks so basically you somewhere around a pound a week. That is not bad at all, guys. A pound a week is not bad in 12 weeks by not doing much, but fasting one day completely, zero calories, and eating the same way you usually eat on other days. And by um, the same, I mean, it's not like you fast for a day on Sunday and then you decide to eat as much food, as much crap as you want another day. No. First step to that particular method, I recommend for a week to track the amount and kinds of food you eat. So starting, for example, on Monday, you write down everything you eat and amount of that that you eat. Amount is also important, guys. If you're going to eat twice as much and fast on Sunday, that's not going to help you to lose weight. So you cannot do that. But if you do exactly what you do right now, but now instead of eating on Sunday, you skip Sunday completely, you will lose 10 to 12 pounds of weight at the end of those 12 weeks or uh, three months. The reason why I'm talking about three months is because the experiment, the experience, the actual experience of people that it is based on uh, is... The, run, the trial was 12 weeks, three months. So from Monday to Sunday, one week, you write down everything you eat, when you eat it, the amounts you eat, the kinds of food you eat. And then the next week, you start eating somewhere the same as you usually eat, not more, that's for sure. Because again, if you start compensating because you have a Sunday fast, then it's not going to work. You should eat exactly as you eat right now or better. And on Sunday, you're going to skip completely. Zero calories. And I mean, you drink just water, unsweetened black coffee, uh, some tea, green teas, especially helpful with your hunger and cravings and also to metabolize fats better. So green tea, herbal tea, all of that, a lot of water, of course. So that's what you do on Sunday. And on the rest of the days, so you eat exactly as you usually would. If you want to accelerate that progress, that then you might start eating whole foods, more whole foods, replace all of the processed foods with whole foods alternatives. So, For example, if you drink um, orange juice or any fruit juice, replace it with fresh fruit of the same amount of the same kind. If you're, I don't know, drinking some protein shakes, then start eating whole foods with the same amount of protein in it. If you're eating some, I don't know, protein bars, the same thing. Eat whole unprocessed foods instead of that. Your meat, your fish, your uh, chicken... Uh, what else? If you're eating uh, sugars and processed grains, then stop eating sugars and processed grains. Uh, eat uh, fruit instead of your sugar and eat whole grains unprocessed, just cooked with uh, instead of your processed grains, instead of maybe your pasta or bread. If you want to increase that progress of 12 pounds in three months, 10 to 12 pounds in three weeks... Uh, In three months, then I would suggest to do low carb. For five days, going higher carbs on Saturday before your fast, and then fasting completely on Sunday. And to do low carb without counting any actual carbs, you eliminate all the added sugars, you eliminate all the fruits, all the processed grains, uh, all the starch, meaning basically all the grains and uh, all the potatoes and what else? All, all legumes, beans, meaning, uh, and if you eat dairy, then you can have one, two servings a day of unsweetened yogurt and or unsweetened kefir. And that's it for dairy. So if you want to accelerate that process with one day of fast a week, then I would recommend low carb five days. As I said, no grains, no starches, no fruits, no added sugars. Uh, And then one day a week you eat more carbohydrates, whole food carbohydrates, like uh, your sweet potato or beans or whole grains and maybe a little bit of pasta, whole grain pasta, uh, eat all those carbohydrates, unprocessed carbohydrates that you were missing, and then stop eating uh, three hours before bed. And then on Sunday, you're going to have a full day without food. So this is first method, one day a week fasting. The second day, uh, if you want to lose somewhere around six to eight pounds in four weeks. So basically somewhere around 1.5 or even two pounds a week from where you are right now. Then sixteen eight fasting every day plus one day zero calories on Sunday. Usually on Sunday, but you can obviously choose any day. So 16 hours of fast, eight hours eating window window uh, plus one day of zero calories on Sunday and again, I would suggest sticking with a low carb for five days, having one day with higher carbohydrate content, but obviously it's better if you eat unprocessed carbohydrates, maybe on that one day, Saturday before fast, you can have a couple of cookies, but th- like no binges, no eat whatever as much as you want. If you do that, you can lose all the progress. It just it just doesn't work like that if even one day a week you go on some complete binge. So If you want to lose weight faster, then 16, 8 for 6 days a week and 1 day of complete fast on Sunday. 5 days you do low carb with no starch, no sugars, no uh, fruit, no, no beans, obviously, as I said, but that's also starch. And then one day you go higher carbs, eat all your potatoes, eat whole grains, um, allow yourself maybe a couple of cookies or maybe a little bit of ice cream or whatever it is you miss the most, but keep your portions reasonable. And then on Sunday, complete fast. And in that fashion, you lose 6 to 8 pounds a week. And with all these programs, guys, you need to be relatively active. And I would suggest at least a couple of times of uh, weight training and a couple of times of cardio and definitely you need to walk at least those 10,000 steps. So you need to be relatively, uh, active person. And if you work a lot on your computer, then get a standing desk. Or sometimes I just pile a few boxes on top of each other and put computer there when I don't have a place where I can have my stand-up desk, uh, especially when I travel. That happens a lot. So I just put a bunch of stuff on top of each other and put my computer on top of that. That's how I create my stand-up desk. And um, start standing more. That really makes a difference. Uh, and uh, if you want to and if for some reason some of that doesn't really work, then I would suggest counting calories on top of that, on top of intermittent fasting. And I would suggest getting into a 500 deficit on, um, on the days that you don't fast, meaning on the day that is not zero calories. So for a women, for an average woman, it would mean somewhere around 16, 1700 calories. Uh, for an average man, it would mean something uh, like, 2000, 2200 calories depends on your size and depends on your activity levels and metabolism and uh, just the body type that you have. Um, obviously, if you tend to put on weight easier and you tend to have more fat on your body, then uh, you probably will need a larger calorie deficit because that might indicate that your calori- that your metabolism is not that fast. But to make it simple, to recap this whole intermittent fasting fat loss Friday, so method number one, without really counting much. Um, and you're gonna lose somewhere around a pound uh, a week uh, if you do it correctly, if you're an active person, if you don't go on binges after your fast, then you can again lose up to 12 pounds in 12, uh, in 12 weeks by skipping one day of food completely and eating on the other days the same. If you wanna accelerate your progress in any of intermittent fasting protocols, then first I would suggest. Doing low carb for five days a week, basically no starch, no grains, no added sugars, no fruits. If you're eating dairy, again, one to servings of unsweetened yogurt and kefir. Um, then on six days, you allow yourself uh, more food and more carbohydrates. Uh, obviously, most of the carbohydrates should be unprocessed, maybe your sweet potato, maybe some beans, maybe some whole grains and then on Sunday you keep food completely and then second way of doing intermittent fasting to get more progress is 168 for six days a week so you fast for 16 hours you eat for eight hours and then on seventh day sunday or some other day you fast completely Uh, and again low carb for five days one day before the fast higher carbohydrate and then completely skip the day of food on sunday or the seventh day and then start again and if you excel if you want to accelerate the progress even further for some reason it's just not working for you then for five days a week, calorie deficit of 500 calories or so. For women, 1,600, 1,700 calories. For guys, 2000, 2000, 2,200 calories a day from mostly unprocessed whole foods. Uh, And then again, five days low carb, one day higher carb, and then one day skip food completely. And I promise, guys, if you do that, you'll see the results and you'll see amazing results. The uh, better you stick with it, the longer you stick with it, the more consistent you are with it, um, so try it. If you have any questions, you can always reach out and I give you more specifics for your particular case or maybe analyze your menu and tell you if you're doing a dry it tried right, right, or what you should maybe do on top of that or maybe what what should you change. So feel free to reach out either on any of my social media or Angela at create yourself that today. Angela at Create Yourself. That today is my email, so feel free to reach out and do intermittent fasting in a, in the right way, so it actually works for you. Because again, I've been asked a lot of times. So if I do intermittent fasting, can I do whatever, whenever uh, on the uh, in the times that I'm eating? And I'm like, no, uh, it's not how it works. Intermittent fasting is not uh, a free right to eat uh, whatever in as as much as you want uh, on other times. No, it's not that. And intermittent fasting is a great way to also improve your gut health and your overall health, your uh, cellular health. But again, it's not the excuse to eat more junk food. <laughs> So please do not do that, guys. So this is our fat loss intermittent fasting fat loss episode. I also answered a few questions: how intermittent fasting is not the same as eating low calorie diet every day all the time. Uh, so check out my Instagram live today. And I'm going to post the link to my Instagram account in the show notes. So check this out. It's not long. It's probably around like 15 minutes and you can skip a few bits. But I basically, yeah, uh, answer this question, how intermittent fasting is not the same as calorie deficit and why you should prefer intermittent fasting to calorie deficit or low calorie diet. So that's it for today, guys, for a Fat Loss Friday and... Guys, this week on Saturday tomorrow, we're gonna have another episode of Food School podcast, and it's gonna be dedicated specifically to a subject that that is just starting to appear in the minds and in all the media uh, everywhere, and it's gonna appear more and more as the more it the more it develops. So I'm talking about genetic testing and. Whether it's possible or not to create exercise program or to figure out how different foods work for you or different exercise programs work for you, or what kind of metabolism you have, um, how's your how you genetically predisposition to a particular body type, the amount of fat you carry or the amount of muscle you carry based on genetic testing results you get. Like, is it... Can you really do that? What can you really know or find out and use in your daily life, in your activities, especially nutrition and fitness related, after you get some kind of genetic testing? And obviously those genetic tests, they are all different and most of them work differently and give you different results that you can use in your daily life. Um, To jump ahead a little bit, Most of it is not really useful and not really accurate, and nothing, none of that is 100%, but it can give you a better idea of the things you can try to improve your health, your nutrition, and fitness. And more about that tomorrow. So stay tuned for tomorrow's episode of Food School Podcast. It's going to be interesting. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Happy fasting. If you have any questions about intermittent fasting, feel free to reach out angela at Today. And again, thank you for tuning in. Love you all, guys. And till next time, eat better daily.